Hey, hello, welcome back everybody. I hope everybody's okay out there. I hope everybody's enjoying the sunshine, enjoying the time with one another and trying to muster on through these strangest of strange times. We've been doing a lot of Four Brothers lately because it's about the only thing we can do. I've got a couple more podcasts in the bank that I'm going to release over the coming weeks. Thank you everybody for the feedback from David's, the people who have messaged us and, and, um, and said they really enjoyed Dave's story. It was a lovely story. Uh, a pedestrian story, a builder who grew up in a South Yorkshire town and like many of us, you know, in a drug culture, in a peer pressure culture, um, you know, situations that we all try and manage and work our way through and I thought it was lovely and he's a smashing lad and he's a joy to watch through um, vicariously, whether it's through Instagram and Facebook or if I get to be out with him as we as we do these days, we get out in the summer and we go camping with the guys. It's lovely to see him. He's an amazing dad and a wonderful fella. Dry as a bone, straight down the line, just how we like it. Thank you very much, everybody, for that. Welcome, new listeners. Um, it's true. The fucking podcast listening world is is hanging in there, but actually, it's so ins- it's it's really interesting. I, I I did an interview with Pop Bible Magazine, and chatting away with one of the directors there, and they were saying that podcast listening has gone down over twenty percent since the lockdown, and it made a lot of sense actually. At first, I thought, well, everybody would be chilling and listening to podcasts and just chilling out. Not the case. And it made sense when he told me why. I said so many people who listen to podcasts are listening to them when they're driving, when they're commuting, when everybody's off to school or everybody's out and about and they're working from home or they're alone. So it's weird. It's, it's gone down. But we, um, we, we, we really appreciate everybody who is listening. And I'm sure once we get back into the, um, into the groove... Everybody will pick up on their personal libraries and where they're at with things. But yeah, I mean, I think if anything, it's just a time to take stock and realise it's nice to have some time in your life and not have to be somewhere, do something, sign something, um, be obligated. It's nice to just reflect and, and spend some time. So, um, But big shout to Pod Bible as well. We did the Pod Bible podcast, which was wonderful. Great fun doing that with Mr. Stu Whiffin. That's going to be out soon. I'll keep you all posted. We've got a full page ad in the magazine. We've just done a deal with the guys as well. They're really helping us out. They're enjoying the podcast. They're supporters of the Chew the Chat podcast. They're enjoying the Four Brothers stuff. Uh, so that's a real honour and a privilege. So we, we are super grateful. Um, and I will keep you guys posted when the, when the Pod Bible podcast from us comes out but you should drop it into your library it's a 20 minute bite-sized podcast it's there literally to be that infill um you know when your podcast finish you've got 20 minutes left on your drive when we used to drive and when we may drive in the future on the plane on the train whatever you're doing just to give you an infill what's going on whose podcasts are popping up whose podcasts have got you know good a good wave of momentum at the moment who's got interesting guests crossing over onto different podcasts it's a wonderful directory to find out what's going down in podcast world so check it out anyway um, and we'll let you know when we're, when our episode comes up and we'll link it in so thank you to pod bible also Sponsors, as ever, Go Deep Flotation, the powerful, wonderful people there. It's such a shame that we can't be sharing floating and people can't be floating during this time to keep the stress levels down and the immune system up. But do a Google on flotation therapy. Check it out. Find out what it is and find a place near you and get yourself floating once we get back in the real world. And next time the virus comes around, which I think it's going to, you'll be uh, a little bit stronger, a little bit, a little bit more immune uh our other sponsors same same story different therapy lincoln cryolab.co.uk cryotherapy three minutes 
Again, Google it. Three minutes of your time, jump in the chamber, get frozen by liquid nitrogen down to like one minus 145, 150, even 180 in some places in the country. Again, we can't do any more than point you in the direction of just spending a bit of time sat on the deck chair in the garden. Have a little nosy cryotherapy. What does it do? Is it good for me? What are the benefits? What, what can I take from it? Google that, check it out. Once we're up and running, I'll keep you guys posted and we can all use the code CHEW and we can get 10% off of those therapies and get ourselves ready for the next lockdown. <laughs> um, okay, this week is another Four Brothers because that's all I can really do at the moment. Me and the boys, are um, we've been doing steady podcasts. We've all done quarantine. The two, two of the brothers, Joe and, and George, are key workers working through this epidemic, one of them in education and the school system and the other in, in with British uh, Royal Mail, sorry, um, and, and deliveries and stuff. So we've been getting together as per and just sort of trying to exercise our demons, our motivations, our understandings, uh, just trying to illuminate each other on how we're feeling and how we're coping and just trying to get through it really so that's been nice um and the one that you're about to listen to episode 10 was the first one we videoed proper so that went out um prior to this that you're listening to now uh, it's available at youtube we're building our youtube channel now we'll be filming all the podcasts from this point going forward so we're going to really try and um, explore that avenue and get videos up and try and bring that content along and get you involved you can see what's happening see the guests see the conversations unfold as well as listening to them here in the audio files as per usual so stick with that and um, if you do hop over there and subscribe tell a friend share it to somebody same old same old all the socials it really does mean a lot to us if you if you share and comment and tell a friend and yeah that's 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 how this thing grows so thank you everybody uh we've been playing music we've been asking for music People who listen, indie indie people, uh, producers, DJs, band members. It's been awesome getting stuff sent in. I've been listening to a lot of stuff. But um, this particular occasion, we're going to play something from my brother Joe. Now, Joe is the... He's the second youngest of us four brothers. Super talented. He went off to university after school and he did uh, media and everything. And he's a piano lessons when he was a kid and once he learned the piano he could master pretty much anything he put his his mind to musical wise he produces stuff but he just and i hope you don't mind me saying this joe because i've been saying this to him for fucking years which is like you've got to get it out there because it's so good but he doesn't put it out there nobody knows he does it he doesn't play it to anybody um but when we finished the last podcast um he played me a couple of things. We had a jam in, a little jam on the guitar and we had a little sing song and then he played me a couple of bits and I sort of forced him to send me everything he's got or certainly some of the bits that he's willing to let go of and I've been listening to them and I want to play something from, from my little brother Joe today. It's All this stuff he sent me is literally, you know, it's bedroom demos, um, ideas and sketches that he's, that he's played out but so, so good. He's got so much talent. This particular track, it's got echoes of kind of there's Alex Turner in here for me. There's kind of the kills. There's there's a few twists and turning. It's only it's only like I say, it's a, a minute forty of a of an idea, but um, I really like it. It's fire in your belly, is its name. It's what we all need right now. Um, and it's my little brother Joe. And I just hope you don't mind me playing this Joe because <laughs> I haven't asked him at this point. Um, but I love it and fire in your belly indeed. Um, 
so yeah i'm going to play that that track as we lead in here so this is uh, episode number 10 of the tudor chat podcast it's four brothers solid nine hours did you get nine hours i did have a solid i went to bed after we finished that last game uh, I, had another and couple I, games. I slept till nine had a nice wake up to the sunshine nice cup of coffee saluted the sun a few times and then uh i popped up to mum's i've been up at mum's for the past few hours how's things up there Nothing's changed. <laughs> <laughs> are they in, uh, which parts of the house are they in? Is the old well, man living in the they, shed? He, he was pottering about, trying to make himself look busy. Yeah. Uh, and mum was in the garden, and then they both just ended up chilling. Oh, which was quite nice, actually, yeah, quiet. Yeah, they, they popped in, spoke to us through the window, mum did the other week, and she said, uh, the gas mask on, last week, um, that they'd been on a bike ride. Yeah, they came to mind. Right. Sleep. Oh yeah, yeah. I was up at Mum's there before they set off. Actually, come in. Yeah, it was all a bit of a. Well, it was quite a task getting them on the bikes to actually get going. <laughs> it was all a bit of a. I can a, imagine they been. <laughs> Just slow down, for God's sake! I'm not on yet, Paul. I don't want to go this way. Why were don't we go that way? Were they on a tandem bike? <laughs> She wouldn't be seen dead on one of them. Hey, I was on a tandem once. The only time I've been on a tandem um, in Italy. I was on a holiday in Italy. And uh, I was with Mouse, <laughs> right? Which is a nickname, so he will remain for, for known human. as Mouse, yeah. And he's a big human. 
Um, and we were trying to find this go-kart place, right? We're in, I think we're in a place called Jezolo. It's kind of on the mainland, it's on the coast of the mainland where you get a ferry over to um, Venice. Jezolo, I like the sound of that. <laughs> yeah. So we were in Jezolo and we'd gone with our partners who were sisters and some family. And we were kind of like day three, like, right, we need to fucking, you know, go and do something. There's a go-kart track and it's only however far. And we'd seen these this bike hire and stuff and there's tandems. So we're like, fucking, let's get a tandem. <laughs> anyway, we get a pamphlet, you know, got like a little local... How-to <laughs> book. Yeah, yeah, a little how-to. Step you know, one. Well, where's the go-kart track? You know, like a little, 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 little you are here. map of the area. Yeah, you are here. And we're like, right, I'm on the front of this thing, yeah? He's on the back. We get going, and it's quite nice coming out of the, like, the little busy town bit. And then before you know it, like, I'm fucking pedalling away, and it's getting a bit tougher and tougher, and I think, fucking... And I keep he's looking back. Pedaling. Yeah, and he's looking at the pamphlet, going, right, we need to go, we've got to go up. And I'm like, all right, then, we'll keep pedalling, for God's sake. So we get... And then the next thing, we're on a fucking motorway, right? <laughs> and he's not fucking pedalling, and I'm talking like he's 16 stone. Do you know what I mean? And I'm like whatever a 10 stone at the time and i keep t- looking around i'm like we're literally getting to the point where the bike's going to tip over because i'm like fuck's sake man you've got a pedal man come on and he's like flapping <laughs> around with a fucking pamphlet and that so that was my only uh that was my only tandem i think experience. that's probably why they've never really took off that well yeah i think that kind of scenario yeah, there's always one fight, there's always somebody doing a bit more well, work you can imagine some of the speed you got if you're both good at it like them olympic rowers mm. yeah. if they made a sports tandem like a <laughs> real be, streamlined yeah, i think they have them in the tandem. olympics they they have them in, you know like they go that. around that ring yeah but there's, a, there's not two people on it is there i think they do i think they have a tandem one do they i think they do I mean, that's not something I would seek out. That's, yeah, no, well, I think shot, you're right. Like, yeah, they've got them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they're all like the bikes, like fucking, like a blade, innit? Yeah. Like, basically, like cycling and, to bogging in kind of setup. Mm. And they've got like a team of you. Like, like, if you looked at him straight on, you wouldn't see him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just see Mick at the front. God, do you think we'll ever see a sporting event like that again? Where people go to the same place and do sport? Sit, yeah. ne- sit I mean, next to one another. Mm. Yeah, at this point, at this point, yeah, going back to that. I mean, everybody's hopeful, aren't they? That you know things are going to go back to normal, and and like I said on the last one, you know, of being in lockdown before, things do get better. But I mean, this is a completely different kettle of fish now, isn't it? The whole world economy is fucked, Mm. isn't it? Let's be honest. Mm. And the stigma, the stigma of like the two meter rule and that. Are people ever going to be able to? Stand next to strangers again without being a bit. I think the fear you know I mean? is going to be around for a long time, isn't it? Like the people who have got that kind of OCD nature and, you know, washing their hands regularly and a bit freaked and what, spooked by things. What's the word for that? Hypochondriac. Hypochondriac. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's going to be now? accelerated. Yeah, that's what I mean. They're probably having Freaks all sorts out, of. Yeah, stress and. I and mean, that's something that I've been thinking a lot about is like. Yeah, we're all saving lives by by cutting life, by stopping life. And mm. like, what effect is that going to have? Because there's a lot of people. I mean, there's a lot of people who are just on their own. A lot of people been sacked from the jobs, losing their, you know. And we're only at the beginning. We were we're only three weeks in now. A lot of people get paid monthly. Everything's still pretty fucking normal, isn't it? Although not, nobody's going to work it, in the next few weeks when all that's run out. I mean. What's going to happen then? It's, it's a. Uh, 
Yeah, it's um, incremental change that we adapt to and we do adapt. We are adaptable creatures if we're anything. And well, we just we just adapt, don't we? And it is yeah, what it is. And we will, we will. But. I mean, it feels like it's been going on for ages. That's something that surprised me. As this feels almost like this is normality. Well, now, I had a week because you know I, mean? I went well before the lockdown all started. I had a week at home before that, and then before that, weather with work. I mean, I've hardly done anything this year. I mean, and, and mm. I can't do anything. Not going to be able to do anything until they open up the building merchants again. Mm. So and people are so what? People are comfortable enough to. I don't know. It's strange because you go out to the shop, you nip to do do your whatever your hour of association a day, you know, you're running, you press ups, whatever it is, your daily walk. But I I can only speak for my area, my experience, but people are out walking, they're out jogging. They're not out, you know, trying to get some fresh air because everybody's ill. No. And it's that weird dichotomy of like, well, we know some people are ill. But I ain't seen anyone. But, but like everywhere I'm going, it's like people are more bamboozled. And as time's going on, it feels like people are more actually bamboozled by the longer this goes on, like what is actually I happening? Think, I think there's a lot of moral, social judgment involved. You've got to, you can't, you know, stay home, save lives. If you're not following that, then you're not, then you're putting life at risk, aren't you? Even though, like, I don't see, if I go and do my, whatever I do for the day, the chances of me coming into contact with anybody's fucking slim. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I'm a roofer. Mm. You know, most of the times if I'm going to work, you know, the guy's at work or he's in the house, I'm not going to come into contact with him. You know, <coughs> if one materials and that gets delivered to say, I don't come into contact with people. I don't need to, but I can't go to work mm. because of the stigma. Like, people see you out in the streets. Like, well, Where are you going? What are you doing? You see it all over <laughs> Facebook. I mean, I've had to delete Facebook. I had a bit of a rant on there a couple of days ago. <laughs> And then uh, I've had to delete it because I could just can't fucking deal with it. No, it's too much. Move, Harry, because it's, too much. it's a terrible way to communicate. You know, it, everyone's just slagging everyone else off. And yeah, that, and everybody's bored now, and they've got all the time in the world. You know, Karen's in there buying stuff she don't need. Do you know what I mean? Because you're obviously in there watching her. But then we, 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 yours we, is essentially theirs in. Exactly, I mean? and then by us all having an opinion on that and getting in the, on the feed and Keeping waiting for the divided. comeback, and you're just wasting your fucking life. It's a terrible. T- that's, I think that's one thing we're realizing at this point, anyway. It's the Me Too movement again, isn't it? Everyone's just jumped on the bandwagon. I'm not saying it's not for good reason. Obviously, it is. People, people are dying. But is it is the cause and effect balancing out? Do you know what I mean? Is it balancing out? Is is? Do you know what I mean? I just I don't see it is because for me the way I see it is there's millions and millions of people that are going to be severely (laughs) severely affected by it for a long, long time. Do you know I mean? A long, long time. And when you look at the nature of, you know, the deaths from the virus, yeah, there's been a few people, younger, fit, healthy people who have died, but not a many. Let's well, be it's supposed honest. to be a lethal virus, not, wasn't not it? Not many. You know, most people that are dying are old, you know, have had their best years. Do you know what I mean? Well, it, even, even... I'm not saying that it's all right for them to die either. I'm just saying, you know, when you weigh up the fucking balance of everything... To well, me, it doesn't. Is well, all this justified? Yeah, it it's, doesn't seem justified to me. It's difficult. How to... many people die in wars every fucking year? Do you know what I mean? And that's where we're fighting for the freedoms that we're giving away now. It just seems. Yeah, yeah and, just and seems you say illogical. balancing weigh it up. It's like you don't know what to weigh up because everything's conflicting. Everything's conflicting. The only thing that seems to be solid and linear and and kind of imprinted and imprinted and imprinted is stay home, save stay lives. Home, stay stay home, home, save yeah. lives, and act as if you've got it. 
that's one of the latest things I've seen. Yeah, but I haven't. Is hey, what, that's shot. come from this, the, the establishment. Yeah, how many yeah, people, and quite, right? quite a scary looking advert, I'll, I'll have you know. How many people that are already depressed and, you know, fucking on the edge of life and now everything's come to a stop? Everything's come to a stop in that and then how, how much worse is it going to get for them? How many people aren't going to be able to see a future out of this? Because to be honest, I'm finding it hard to see... Um, I'll ask because I, I'm been, I want to buy an house. You know I mean, I'm, I'm 33. I want to buy an house, but am I going to be able to buy an house in the next 10 years? Mm. Do you know what I mean? I don't. Nobody knows, and it, it almost seems like, well, what's the point? And we're not going to know this. This is going to take so much time, you know, no. to implement. What measures are they going to try and put well, in worst, place to get worst, back to some it, sense yeah. of normality? Do you know what I mean? We don't. We're only going to know as and when. Well, when we they tell us, and we just exactly. And, and one of the core <clears throat> core things of of history and human civilization is. The challenging of power. If you can't let you can't let one single entity have too much power. That's why we have governments that have, you know, different parties. That's why we have military forces so that other countries can't, like, you know, we don't have a repeat of the Nazi situation and that. You can't let anyone have too much power. Or well, so many people have fought their whole lives to win rights for us because, you know, the people in power don't want it. They want they want more power and they want more control, and that is why everything has been structured out as for the whole of history. And then in this one fail swoop with an, a virus, that when you look at the real number, the, it's not as bad as it seems. Well, you say they're the real numbers. That's my point. My point is, is we don't know anything that's real. Yeah, there's a vi- there's a virus. There's a virus. But well, is, on, but is, I, there, is there always viruses? Of right? course there is. And is there? influenza that kills massively some years more than others but generally kills a lot yes there is there's so many it's like coming tying it into the social media thing for me is like if you decide to talk about that particular thing all day every day that's the thing that's at the fore of your mind and at the fore of your processing and that's the thing you're talking about and that's what we're doing with this in the same way that when social media we're all fucking shouting into the void and telling uh, no you're wrong I'm right 67 comments in and waiting for the comeback and oh should I have wrote that oh uh, you know and all that all that energy and time I mean there's nothing really to balance there either you know like I looked on the government website for death statistics and they have a report every week all cause deaths so all deaths in this country and in week four week 13 2019 official government documentation, there was 10,402 deaths. The main cause was influenza type A, which is flu. And that's for that one week. In the same week this year, which was up to April 6th, which is the worst week so far, there was 10,645 deaths. So there's 243 different difference, yeah? So out of those 10,000 fucking 500 people, 90 fucking 7, 8% of them we're going to die that week, whether this virus was here or not. It might have sped it along a bit, but if you base it on last year's numbers, and I didn't go back through all the years, and I'm not a mathematician or a scientist, I just took those two months, corresponding months from the same, or weeks from the same week on each of the years, and there's been 243 more deaths this year than there was last. But if you watch the news, there's been 900 deaths in 24 hours from coronavirus, yeah? And my question is, how many, is that 900 more than what would have died today? Mm-hmm. Or is a lot of them people going to die today anyway? Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, if you base it on those government statistic figures, then 243 people in that seven-day period uh, have died when they shouldn't have. 
if, if, if you get yeah, what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so like literally, they were normal, upright walking yeah. people, and all of a sudden they got. Well, them, maybe not, maybe not. They but touched someone and, and well, they got well, Their time came early or whatever. And yeah. yeah, and it might get a bit more in the next few weeks. That's, you know, and the whole point of this, this, this lockdown is that we would keep that number low, which is great. But how, how low is that number based on the cause and effect that it's going to have? on all those other millions of people and their way of life. Do you know what I mean? How many people are going to commit suicide? How many people are going to be in domestic violence cases? How many kids are going to miss out on their education and all that? All these different things. How many businesses are going to close down? Mm. All over the world. Do you know what I mean? And I'm not saying that, like, we should chuck people under the bus, but that's what we do. Because when those kids in fucking Africa are dying in the most mineral-rich country in the world... 8,000 a day I mean? die We, we all them. know that's happening. We all see them £3 a week fucking adverts, don't we? But we silently accept it because we know that if it wasn't for that, we wouldn't have our nice fucking jewellery and our diamond rings, which has always baffled me. How can, a, how can a little stone be worth so much money? like? But mm. And then, like, iPhone... You know, we know that they've got nets around the iPhone factory buildings because the fucking people are jumping out of them all the time. So we know all this is happening all day every day but we accept it because we understand that in order for us to have our stuff and our nice life and our way of being that these people in the other side of the world are going to die for that do you know what i mean mm. we accept that every day so why is it all of a sudden now because it's your grandma you've got to protect your grandma and your granddad and that and you know it's a member of your family it's the way it's been put onto us it's like mm. and it's like well you like it's like everybody's fucking yeah. got a gun on you and it's like well all right yeah mm. do you know what i mean it just doesn't We've all been sort of shocked, shocked and panicked into this movement that is a global movement and everybody's on the train, man. But I don't think we've looked at it clearly enough. I don't think we've thought about it long enough and hard enough to decide whether or not we've done the right thing. And I'm keeping a close eye on Sweden because they haven't... I mean, they're doing social distancing... But they're not enforcing lockdown. They I mean they're keeping their economy yeah, as yeah. business is still going, yeah, moving, as, and people's know, lives aren't interrupted to the point where yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how that pans out. But I'm just worried about it. It just doesn't seem to add up to me. Mm. I mean, I'm no expert. Well, in anything, when they say that it's say, for example, like 900 and something deaths, are they are they deaths caused solely from coronavirus or well, these people the that have died? If it, if it was, then think of all those every day you see that number they give you. Then when I looked at that government page, surely it should be 10,400 last year and, and fucking 15,700 this, this year, shouldn't it? Whatever the equivalent yeah. the corona additional you know I mean? deaths are. But what I kept noticing when I'm looking at the news is after being testing, after testing positive, positive or after contracting virus. Do you know what I mean? Not it having died you know, there's from. only the odd, the odd news presenter. Like the, all, this, all the worded and all the, the, main, the main context is after being tested positive or whatever. But the odd, the odd reporter will say from coronavirus. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, yeah if, if, if you've got like pneumonia or something already and then you get the coronavirus and, and, it, and you end up dying because, you know, your body wasn't strong enough to deal with it, then, then it's obviously had an effect. But, you know, you were already in that state. That was already there, wasn't it? And what was I going to say? I had another point to make then. Just shuffle around a bit, Harry, because you're animated when you're passionately talking and you're kind of cornered in. It's uh, what you keep highlighting to me is kind of my gut feeling is is like there's 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 this things happening. There is a disease, right? There's yeah, a disease. There real. is a COVID nineteen. It. It's out there, right? But whether the way that the rhetoric is given back to us, the narrative is given back to us, is 
that it's like wildfire. Like this yeah. thing is like absolutely like kind of AIDS epidemic level of like. Well, Jesus just think that's Christ. a good. Just go back right to the eighties, and I saw this earlier. I was reading about this earlier. Back in the eighties, people thought that you could catch HIV from shaking, shaking hands. hands. Yeah, and it was Princess Diana that used to that was shaking AIDS victim hands that went global and that, and then people started. So you've just got to look back at history. Fucking doctors used to advertise cigarettes. Yes. Do you know what I mean? We yeah. don't always know what the best thing is to do. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And a lot of the time when we look back, we think, oh, fucking, that was a bit silly, wasn't it? Maybe we shouldn't have gone and got all them African kids and stuck them in that boat and bore them here. To, do you know what I mean? We look back in hindsight and we realise that actually that probably wasn't the best thing to do. And I think that's something that should be done now so in this fucking global catastrophe. It's, it's definitely healthy to have an open mind. Yeah, You've got to question no. your sources always. I think on the positive side of this then, you know, because I think we're all kind of saying the same thing, which I'm sure many people watching, listening to this are probably feeling, which is you want to adhere to do what's and right I've and done. safe. Let me just say, I'm not, Yeah, I've, I've been at home for about five weeks. Yeah. We're so. all doing what we're saying. We're, you know, we're doing our studio podcast now, which is an isolated studio. We're brothers. We've all done our quarantine. We're all here doing our job, trying to get some fucking revenue off of our YouTube because what else are we going to do? This is it. <laughs> what do we do? You know, so we're doing what we're doing, but... On the positive side of it, what I've noticed from people is it feels like people have slowed down and had a chance to actually fucking like recognise themselves a little bit and go, fuck. Actually, yeah, reconnect with, with yeah. family and that, which is great. And, and I'm, I'm really open. For, I'm sorry for butting in like that. No, I've you're got, right. You're excited. Go for it. I've got, I've got shit I need to get out. I'm going to stay on the brand here. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> like, I'm, for me, I feel like it could go one or two ways. I feel like Everybody could be at home for so long, they sit back and think, actually, you realise, because you see all these memes coming up, don't you? You know, you realise the fast car and the, and the fancy clothes and the fucking all that don't really matter. What matters is your time and your family and, and good food and all that sort of stuff. So, like, I feel like there's a way we could have some sort of spiritual revolution based on that and then and then almost revolt the power structure that is trying to fucking just net everybody in, if you know what I mean. Mm. Or everybody's just like... Save me, save me, save me, and they'll take anything that the government. Yeah, everybody just treads water. I think, I think both things you know I mean? are going to happen. You'll have a portion of people who, absolutely, without question, just follow protocol and don't even question it. And you know, yeah, the man on the telly said so. We wouldn't, but you know, that's it. And then there'll be the people who are, are stopping to take stock and kind of look around and maybe question. Where is their life going? Do I need to work fucking 70 hours a week just to keep this wall from the door? I actually, I feel like I've got to know my daughter in the last three weeks because I'm always I providing. Don't wanna, I don't want to. Again, a cultural yeah, yeah. narrative is that you provide. Dads don't know their kids, right? And kids get up to like 20 years old. And, oh, I don't really know my dad. He's always working. He's working hard for us. Because yeah. we know that narrative, right? But what does that really mean? Because we never had enough money to do anything, did we? No, we can't <laughs> afford it. We've never got any money. Yeah, but... Yeah, but dad's always yeah. working that. And, and I don't have a bomb with my dad and then like it feels weird and like all this, you know. So like I think lots of people are probably looking at that and thinking, and there'll be a portion of people who do kind of recalculate. Well, if you think back to when we mentioned about the people who built the cathedral and how there was generations of people who didn't, you know, they didn't they didn't see it finished. They didn't know what they were doing it for. They were just going to work every day. And like if you talk about what you were just talking about then, everybody just sort of turned around and says, well, actually... You know, that's not the best thing for me, is it? The best thing for me is is to, you know, whatever that is for them. So on that note then, for me... But then the cathedral never gets built, does it? But do we need it? If On that note though, 
for me, <laughs> for me, I mean, if yeah, that's a, that's, if you yeah, think we'll, how do, many we'll do a poll on that. We'll do a vote in. Do we need the cathedral? How many thousands of people could have had a better? Should life? we knock it down and put a fucking <laughs> five people a day down? The cathedral's awesome. Five people a day. Well, yeah, actually, yeah. In this conversation, if you were gonna, if we're gonna use the kind of moral, yeah. You know, sort of yeah, it's proverbial. It's the same thing. Then we accept. Should we build this? Why die? would we build this? If five people when you came it? back from Thailand and you was on your way back to Lincoln, what was the first thing you saw? I went to see was the, was the castle. But did you see on, as you coming into Lincoln? Yeah, yeah cathedral. Road, yeah, and, yeah, and you cathedral. see it and you think yeah. home, home, Cathy, yeah, but, there yeah, she but is. is that is that little moment for me worth five people a day? That's not while they're building it. No, I know it's not. But okay, uh, I well, counter argument to that then. So, in that quest, in a noble quest to build something greater than man, to build something that lives longer than time, you know, the, the legacy. The, yeah, the, the cathedral was the tallest man-made structure on the earth since the Great Pyramid. Since yeah, until the Eiffel Tower. No. Yeah, there was, the there was a storm. It had a, it had a spire on yeah, the top. It, one of it used to have a spire, storm, yeah. And for something like 200 it. years, it, it was the tallest building in the, on the... Yeah. But that aside, so is that for the greater good? People going to do their craft, to do their craftsmanship for a lifetime to... to, to to, to, to kind of you know. to build a culture yeah, yeah. It's, that's what that's that, what I'm saying about history and then our not entire history has yeah. been built on that mm. you know people would get on ships and sail across the sea not knowing if there's even anything there because they're doing it to, to, to do you know what I mean well, well let's stay on this positive vibe because I would like to say Joey Diaz Church of What's Happening who gets a shout on this podcast pretty much every episode because he's, he's a beast he's done some really cool and he's been through the kind of the whole lineage at the minute at first he was like yeah then he was mask on in the thing. Then the mask's back off, and he's kind of like, oh. He was in the park with his little his daughter, and uh, someone spotted it was him, and they were like, Joey, Joey Diaz, oh, you know, want to shake his hand, and he was Get like, Get the fuck away, cocksucker. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I love what his little message is. He was saying, and it inspired me with what we're doing now. You know, he was saying, look, now is the time. You know, if you can't go to work, if you've got time on your hands now, if you wanted to be that fucking garage band and make it to the fucking big stage, get in your garage, start mm. playing now. Yeah. You know, if you wanted to be the whatever, you know, you wanted to learn that Spanish, you wanted to learn that guitar, whatever it was, do it now. This fucking thing's happening, right? So to so pivot and fucking create something in the in the backdraft of it. I bought myself it. electric guitar. <laughs> yeah. And how are you getting on with it? I got a letter from your neighbour telling me... Uh, he heard me playing and that. And uh, do you want to join get, his band? You know, we should get together. <laughs> he said we should get together when it's all over and, and jam. And really? That. Yeah. Did he spray some clown on it as well? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I honestly thought you were going to say then. I thought you were going to say then. I did. I, I, took, I did a bit of a piss out. I put, took a picture of it and put it on Facebook saying a bit, it was a joke. This is so, before you left Facebook, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this was this was a couple of weeks ago before I got in touch. Yeah. Just saying, uh, you know. Seeing as obviously it's foul time and everyone's at home and that, I, I felt like I wanted to give back to the community, so I bought an electric guitar to entertain the neighbours. Yeah. Obviously, play on loud music. Yeah. And then, uh, and then obviously I got that letter through the door saying, you know, fucking heard you playing. Like, Was it handwritten? Yeah, it was yes. handwritten. Oh, we're letter. back in the Proper old school. Letter. He yeah. maybe worked in a cathedral. He might have wrote that with a feather. He might have wrote that with a feather. He looked like he did. He looked like he was struggling to bless him. But, but I, was, I honestly yeah, thought you were going to say then that he was like, excuse me, you know, this is not acceptable at this time. You know, I'm under stress and <laughs> no, all that. it was cool. It was good. Yeah. It was yeah. like, a good that's time. the community. Yeah. And that's what I hope carries on. But I just feel like with the... With the with the rules, mate, they're just going to try and lock but that But as we're down. saying that there's people at home that are, you know, sort of finding, rekindling old ha hobbit hobbies or whatever, 
and relationships with family, there'll be some people that are having a meltdown. Oh, God, and they're thinking that fucking wife, by the way, I didn't realise. Yeah, a but in, 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 let's pull a positive well, out of that. Versa, by the way, I'm sure. Will that pull a positive out of that, though? Will this make people oh, go, yeah. actually, I don't, I've been fucking miserable for years. Yeah. And actually... Well, well, they're on lockdown. I right don't now, need. Yeah, can't move <laughs> for the first time in history, for the first time in history, that 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 continuous line that everybody's just going on every day of finishing school and getting a job and fuck, doing, it stopped. It's just stopped dead, and mm. everyone's like, mm. "What?" Just mm. got what? And then yeah, people are starting to fucking discover shit they didn't know about. Well, so. I think if we hang on to that, that's something to, to look. Definitely, at. but then um, I, you mentioned conflicting earlier. And I feel like I'm sort of on the other side of the fence because there are a lot of people at home, but there's also a, a I don't know if it's, it will be a minority that are at work. So for Which, and I'm one of those. Yes. So for me, it's sort of like business as usual. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's it's conflicting in the sense of that you see people's behaviour change, but in terms of you're just carrying on with work, so it's hard to sort of. How, how's it been for yeah. you, like going to different people's homes then, and how how are people like it behind the curtains? Ooh. Well, it's <laughs> <laughs> he's here. It's hard. I mean, bottle of Dettol well, behind yeah, the door. First, yeah. <laughs> at first, at first, yeah. I mean, I the letters down. I was delivering to a village the other day, and I was, as I was coming up the driveway, there was this old woman, and she sort of, oh, the postman's here, the postman's here, <laughs> and, and sort of rose to her feet, and you know, gave me a good ten meters, not two. <laughs> And dive um, into the bomb shower. Yeah, but I'd like to say as well for people shower. not watching, just listening. The hunky postman's here. Hunky, yeah, postman. The hunky postman. I get a lot of nice legs, which is yeah, a bit weird, yeah, actually. Yeah. I, I like your legs, Mister Postman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you've been getting all sorts of. What about well, people who are cool? Is there some well, people who are like, look? Well, it's affected me in a way because as I was, as this has all sort of happened, I'd see people behaving like that, and I'd be like. I'd sort of giggle to myself and sort of go along with it, like, are we doing this sort of thing? And then when someone would be a little bit more laid back and come and try and take it out of my hand, I'd be like, what? Yeah. So yeah. you're kind of messed yeah. up with yeah. gauging so what you in. Yeah, yeah. And you know what I mean? I'm the same when I'm in the shops and that. I don't like, some people are trying to keep like, constantly the rea reacting. Past, and then other people are just walking straight through and that. And you're like, because to me, I'm. Well, you yeah. mentioned a good point about being in the shop that everyone behaves like that and then you walk up to the cashier and then. Yeah. Hand them all your shit. You're right there still. Yeah, they were all just, everyone's touching everything, giving everything. To, and like, that's the one place in the old country that everybody is going to go in. Mm. Yeah. It's the only place you're allowed to go. What, with them, sent you his co op? Well, any yeah. food shop. That's what it feels like. Any food shop. <laughs> well, you literally walk out your back door and you're in the queue. You're like, yeah. fuck <laughs> hell. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, they're literally queuing that. Just fucking go like everywhere else. The car, I took a picture of all the cars in the car park were a space apart. Oh. <laughs> well, that's something that's affected me because I, I went, like today I wanted to go to the shop. It's been a warm day. The workload's increased because obviously everyone's at home ordering. I've touched on it last podcast. <laughs> yeah. A lot of sunbeds. Are you still doing flyers? Tell me there's no more no, flyers. No, still doing the Is flyers. it changing? Are you seeing any, any changes in uh, trends and that? Just I mean, big parcels, obviously. You can't like always paddling pools and shit. Yeah, well, everyone's <laughs> out. That's been a bit sore. Everyone's out. You answer on a parcel and then you see him break it out and sit on it five seconds later. So the world yeah, not, not a care in the world about where that's come from or who touched it or yeah. fucking nothing. Well, yeah, really what's yeah, going yeah, it's my Amazon so, parcel. I've been waiting for this for two days. So, mate. It's come from Amazon. It'll be fine. Yeah. Ignorance is bliss. Eh? I, mean. I hope Jeff's touched it, <laughs> Mister Bezo. <laughs> yeah. like, do you reckon they've got like contamination units in the, in the fucking depots and that? No. Well, in order to work because as fast well, as they, they do, have, you can't. Well, they if you're closing down everything, yeah, and you're keeping all the essentials going, surely the news should be right. Look what Amazon are doing to protect everybody. Yeah, but they're, no. they're treating. You know, they've got this fucking alcohol spray that 
None of that. How yeah, could they, they work as to, to such fear. to such They can efficiency. do that for public appearance. Yeah, and put a abide by that. But nice when they're video. in the sorting office, the vo- I'm telling you, the volume is well, yeah, it's you, too great to to abide by. Nobody's it. doing shit, and a lot of that stuff's coming from all over the world as well, isn't it? Well, China mostly. Said, didn't somebody somebody's <laughs> sneakily taken a video, haven't they, of uh, one of the sorting offices or something? Yeah, I think it was on a on a news night. I don't know what region it was. But yeah, someone did like a little dispatches undercover. So it's like one of those old it. like yeah, slaughterhouse videos. Yeah, and they used this it is what as, really as an example is, you know, yeah. and like I say, sort of business as usual. But well, I, I went into the co-op and there was fucking five of them. They shut the aisle off both ends with trays of food, <laughs> like trolleys of food and that. And there was five of them. And I remember standing there watching because they were like, no, you can't go down there. Like, put, and I was like, all right, I'll stay here. And I was watching them and there was five people all within two square metres, you're in the co-op, yeah, so the aisle's not even two metres wide, is it? They're all within fucking two square metres and they're stacking vegetables on shelves, all wearing just T-shirts, no air nuts, laughing and joking, no ma- nothing, just completely normal and that. But you've got to stay there. And I was just like, uh, yeah, okay. And yeah. then it's like, right, can I come down here and pick up some of this stuff you lot have been touching now? Yeah. <laughs> it is so conflicting. It it's is just so bizarre, conflicting, it's just confusing. Yeah. I find it really confusing. And, and, and if you walked out of the co-op or you know fill in your local shop of choice and you know you were looking at boarded up windows and desolate yeah you know bodies like, in the street the kind of thing that it, it's kind of making you feel like but you're not actually seeing but then you've got the guilt thing going on internally where you're like well something's happening so got to keep doing what we're doing but this yeah. is what i think i'm picking up a little bit in my world is the more I'm speaking to conservative people, you know, like people that I would assume, using my judgment, that are kind of like pretty regimental and, you know, regally following, you know, all the precautions without necessarily doing any other thinking. Even I'm starting to see a little bit of wonder and like... Yeah, I'm, because the novelty's starting to wear off, you know, the, the honeymoon period, you know, oh, we're all at home, it's like, it's... It's a new thing. Anything that's new has got a sparkle, whether it's a disaster or not. It's mm. got a certain energy, yeah. hasn't it? Well, it's it's excitement, what it do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and after a few weeks, that's starting to... That's why you watch the news now, and it's all about, you know, it's really working, you've just got to keep doing it. We're all doing so... They're just encouraging, because they know people are starting to get to the point where they're thinking, you know... That's where the your, to work. Yeah, your thought, saving lives bit comes in. Yeah, that's why they've got to keep Act pushing that message. Got it. Is that, what, I mean? is that really been said on a, you, a, a television? There was a dude stood there in a quarantine, dark background, and it was, yeah, act as if you've got it. And I was like... Jesus, that's, yeah, that's heavy. It was heavy. Didn't sit, really, heavy. didn't sit heavy. So, I mean, and you've got people who've got just completely fear, fear shocked by this. Rabbit in, rabbits in the headlights all over. All right, that's well, all listen, you're going to get when you turn the Listen, let's move on to the more positive aspects of it now. <laughs> What have you been watching? What have you been listening to? What have you been doing? How have you been spending your time? And only the bits well, we can publicly talk about, you know. It's funny you say that. Because <laughs> I've watched a couple of good documentaries on Netflix. Okay. First one, The Pharmacist. And the second one, uh, How to Fix a Drug Scandal. Ah, oh, well, I bet that plays straight back into this. Well, at the end of the day, again, this brings me back to like questioning stuff and, and accepting that what we see as, as authority doesn't always go by the book you know they basically we'll go to the how to fix the drug scandal one first because that's a bit more in tune with it but basically the story is there's there's when you get caught with drugs by the police those drugs get tested yeah they get sent to a laboratory and then laboratories have to test that and tell you what it is and then if you've got drugs then they say it blah 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 <laughs> so there's 
in Massachusetts. There's one in There's one in Boston. There's one in in there's one in the east and there's one in the west. Yeah. So in this state, Boston, USA, America. Well, Massachusetts. Yeah. I'm not going to say names because I can't remember the name of the other one. So let's just say east and west. Yeah. There's yeah. two labs that service this whole area. Okay. So there's probably seven or eight cities that all. If anybody in these cities get caught with drugs, it goes to one of these labs and it gets tested. Right, and the first lab that was um, this chick was literally just picking up bags of samples. So she'd go into the thingy and that, and she'd get. They're all overrun. You mean these labs are, are completely underfunded? They're not. They're not fucking. They're not being ran properly anyway. Do you know what I mean? And then this chick, she's just picking up samples of like ten of each that look the same. So if it's same color, same sort of style, whatever, she'd pick them all up and she was like testing one of them and then filling out all the documentation for all of them. So like, like they weren't testing every single one. Do you know what I mean? So there's people going to jail when this person's been. So like in, in Narcos, when he's got a fucking lorry load yeah. of well, one kilo of bars, and he just whips one open and. <laughs> yeah. We dig it. Yeah. So that one's coke, but they, the other ones could have been anything. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. and there's like. Is that a government set up? Is that a government? Yeah, it's, it's, or is it an independent thing or what? Is it? What well, is it? Basically, what the way it works is, if 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 you're on a trial, if you're 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 being accused by somebody, yeah, so you've been arrested for possession of drugs, right? And it might be that you know you were fucking in a gunfight with a load of fucking another gang and that, and you got nicked and you've got drugs on you. Whatever the, whatever the case, you've had drugs on you. Those drugs have been tested, yeah. So when when you're being accused of having drugs, it's not the police that's accusing you of having drugs because the police don't know what it is. It's the science. It's the scientist who is determined that that's drug. an illegal substance. Yeah, and then that scientist is saying this is fucking illegal. You know, I've I, I've proved that this is that drug. So I mean, so but then when they find out this person hasn't tested that drug, it's like, well, is that a reverse charge then? Does that oh, mean it that should be? But when there's thousands and thousands of cases over like ten years, like thirty thousand, wasn't it? Yeah, something like. Have that. you seen it, Joe? Cases. You watched it. I've watched like half an episode, but Netflix do that little trailer title sequence thing, mm. don't they? Where if you just hover over it, mm. yeah, it does look compelling. And then, mm. but then within months, like a few months, the other one, the other lab, she gets fucking done as well. But this, she's been taking everything she's been on it since day as one. a user as yeah. a user oh. so they've Addict. got so they've got these mediums or these standards they call them that they that they use to test stuff so they've got like methamphetamine amphetamine they've got all these different things and she was fucking just dipping the bottles so she was literally just dipping the bottle every day having a great finish time. finished everything in she the lab. loved her job didn't she <laughs> literally finished everything in the lab and she was like well when all these parcels were coming through and that she was just taking all the gear out of them and she was just, and she was off a tip. She was literally just cutting open yeah. like the little paper bags yeah. and stuff. Yeah, but she? but like part of part of Plastic like the bags, story sorry. is yeah. that she she confesses through immunity, like because they don't know, they didn't know the scope of basically because of the first one that happened. They tried to shut the second one up. The bird who was getting off for tits and that all day, they tried to sort of like say, oh, it was just two counts, was, you know, because they didn't want all the scandal, all the press, and all yeah, the all yeah, the. Yeah. Does that mean so they tried to dismiss it, but these these defence solicitors who had their clients in jail they were like nah, and they just kept fighting it fighting yeah it's it. like oh so you just did the one yeah just and one like, yeah and they yeah. just didn't want to talk about it they didn't want to know about it and then these defense lawyers just kept going and going and going and they proved it that there's like tens of thousands of people in, and then it became a thing about well we've got to let these people go you can't keep them in jail now because you know yeah, it's not innocent it's, basically yeah. yeah well whether they are or not the the process of is, that particular is, charge is contaminated. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? You can't, she's not a trustworthy fucking compromised. Yeah, witness. So, and it just shows you like the point about talking about this is it shows you that you can't just trust 
just because that's how it's set up yeah. and that's how it is it doesn't mean it's working right does it well i think that's where we really are mean? at a crossroads with the internet and the 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 availability of information now and getting behind the curtain of a certain mainstream narrative all the time and i don't mean in chorus in conspiratorial terms all the time i'm not sat here with a tinfoil hat on i just mean once upon a time you had a choice of four things I'm old enough to know that you you put that channel on that channel that channel there's four things to watch big conglomerate companies who schedule the, the viewing to suit the demographic to suit this the nation and the culture and then this thing popped out over a couple of decades that just fucking barged past that and just you know amongst like everything but the dark and the light created now, isn't it? but you're getting so access to things like you can go on you know wikileaks you can get access to you we're, know we're creating it now exactly yeah you know just a different just seeing another human's point of view i mean we're having a drink and a smoke and a tic tac and no one should take us seriously about this coronavirus or anything like that in terms of what we're saying it is it isn't or whatever we don't know that's what we are saying but the Nobody idea knows. that we're just having a conversation in, instead of everybody getting around, to, you know, the television at six o'clock, what's Boris going to say? Oh my God. Mm. You know, like actually <laughs> this, this conversation is happening in houses up and down the country around the world, you know, yeah, and you don't, shouldn't feel guilty. information on what they're looking at because it's such a, well, that's what I'm saying. It's what the internet's given. Mainstream. They're only getting that. They're only getting BBC and Sky and that. They're only getting these things. Do you know what I mean? But with this level of fucking, situation global you need to look at as much shit as you can you what's the other one you watched um pharmacist i've started that one i've the pharmacist one, similar yeah. and it's about you know obviously drugs <laughs> but this is about like well, it isn't really this, though, no is it? but this goes into like the pharmaceutical industry and it goes into like you know like the sales side of it all you know and now like there was one doctor yeah in new orleans like this was just before katrina there was one doctor in new orleans who had prescribed fucking millions and millions and millions of oxycodone you know yeah. like you've heard about it everyone's yeah, heard yeah. about it heroin in a pill is yeah that what it is? yeah the painkiller like fucking yeah and you, you hear about it everybody in america's addicted to it it's worse than fucking everything isn't it and there's just this one doctor prescribing like the whole fucking city mate and they talk to like the sales reps they've got the sales reps and he's telling you about his role in that and fucking how it got and he, again she was it was like nobody wanted to go near her nobody wanted to go near her and you're looking at it and you're watching it and you're thinking how is this happening did you listen could, to and like when you've looked at all the dark side of things and that uh, you look at it and you think well there's only one way she could get one well, up not only one way but it's it's a you've got to look at the fucking fact that she's being allowed to do that do you know what I mean? And but, but again, they, how much money was was they making off of this pill? I did an episode. Just want to watch that. It's yeah, well, I'm halfway through it, and it's interesting. And we won't spoil it to death, but we're talking about it, and that's how this goes. So we'll spoil it to death. The guy, <laughs> the guy's young son. So the pharmacist, his son, is killed in yeah, a, in, in, a, a in a basic drug transaction on a on a murdered. Yeah, it's no to do with oxytocin, but he's a no. pharmacist, isn't he? Yeah, he's a pharmacist, and he just works in the pharmacy, and he's just a lovely guy in the neighbourhood. But it's good to point out that that he himself explains how he's just a guy living his life, and because he's never seen that side of life, he's, he's never oblivious inspected it, to yeah. it. And he'll just he's read the headline. And then since his son died through something drug-related, and his attention was brought in that direction, mm. he started to notice 
all these people coming in for this oxytocin and he's mm. thinking hang on a minute you don't seem like so he started to question it so that's a good and he has a situation to look at for appetite. everybody to think hang on a minute i need to take a step back here he's he's got a really ferocious appetite and the way he goes in and he goes in kind of just passionately and nobly oh he's brilliant he is. and he doesn't carry a gun and this thing for people at home you know check it out watch it but it happens on a on a you know like a black project you know like on a very impoverished deprived well, it's, black it's area new orleans yeah you know, where you don't go Katrina. these kids on there who haven't even left the fucking place they didn't know there was trees and green grass and stuff but he goes in so nobly and he he, he wants to obviously find out this, the narrative to his son's death but then that leads him into why are we like this which is kind mm. of our conversation why are we all as a collective always just seeming to just shuffle along together for some kind of safety but in doing that without being independently thinking or critically thinking we're going trauma, in yeah. always going into the into the wrong area it feels like it's a really yeah I'm enjoying that I'm, I'm about two or three episodes into that and it's um I'm enjoying it. It's good. Have you seen any of that one? Pharmacist? Yeah. No. What about you, G-Rod? What are you on with? No, nor have I. I've literally just finished Narcos. Oh, uh, you've been loving the Narcos. We're on the Spanish thing at the moment. I've, yeah, yeah but the past few nights, I'm telling you, I've, I've been a bit restless. I have can't seem to really sort of sit down and watch anything. And what do you think that's down to? Is that I think what's going on. Wondering what's happening and... Yeah, I really do. I think it's... Yeah, just the unknown of, of what's next, where are we going? I think that's going to be the worst part of this. I think what happens next is going to be the most difficult bit, certainly financially, trying to rebuild businesses. I mean, you guys, you, you work within the, the you know that, that sector, so you're going to be business as usual, but trying to rebuild the economy, you know, that, that you, I mean, think about it. The, the crash that we had in 2009, 10, 8, whenever it was. was. It 8, I think. I mean that that took ten years to to kind of just actually get back to a point of growth, if you want to call it growth. But when we get out, of the, I mean everything's just ground to a halt. People like cinemas, you mentioned it in the last podcast. I don't think Odeon and companies like that are going to be able to do it. And you think all the people that spent time at home watching Netflix, watching Prime, realizing, oh, I just fucking watch it here, and it don't cost me sixty quid to take the kids to watch whatever it is i watched sonic last night yeah sonic the hedgehog a new one yeah With, is uh jim is that the jim carrey yes yeah what did is you it think jim carrey is it jim carrey is it yeah he's dr robotnik so it's spoiler alert it's um <laughs> it's really good it's done in a kind of you know ham and eggs just fucking is what it is they do you a little kind of so it's motion capture so sonic is in our world yeah so he's kind of like you know old sonic yeah. I would say he's probably... 112? Eight, no, 80s. 80s. Late Sorry. 80s, wasn't he, yeah. I think? So he's he's got to be... He's about your age. I think there's some Egyptian imprint somewhere of Sonic the Hedgehog. There must be. <laughs> no, no. Well, it, Sonic, it's no, funny no, you no, say that. Sonic, Sonic was 90s because it was, it was Mario Brothers mm. that was the main thing. And then Sega... Sega, Sega had, had their had version of it. They had yeah. to do something and they, they, man, they did Sonic the Hedgehog. Well, the film itself, so my kids... Um, I, I, do you know what? I watched the documentary about it. There was something on about it the other week. What Sonic or Sega? No, about video games. About computer games and like the history of computer games and how they sort of like a Nintendo Involved, dominated. Evolved, and you look yeah. at the figures and that it's mind blowing. Yeah, even to this day, even to this day, like to this Super day. Mario Brothers is in like the top fifteen most sold fucking games ever. Yeah, 
Yeah, and gaming you know I mean? is the biggest industry. And when was the last time they bought one of them at? Mm. <laughs> it's mental. Icons on. Well, when we when we sort of sat down last night, which we often do, Friday night is a family film pizza night. We get a pizza takeout and we sit down and we kids choose a film and we just done the Harry Potter whole thing, which was amazing. Another one of those moments where I was like looking and thinking, "This is what it is, man." My kid, amazing. My man. kids are like, you know. Friday night we're watching the next Harry Potter installation, yeah, yeah and like we've a, done a thing where we get the beds down. They go up and get the beds. It's like a little system. They go and get all the blankets. We make a bed in the front room. We get the pizza delivered. We let them choose a load of goodies. We get the goodies. Turn the lights off, which we never do. It's all cinema, you know, big telly, everything off. Yeah, make an event out. Yeah, and they yeah. and because it was like seven or eight, or whatever there is, seven films. Like it got they, they got. And it gets dark, and my kids are young, you know, number one, number two, and number three, they're young. And they f they coped phenomenally, because it gets pretty crazy now. Yeah, but you've created, an, you've created an safe. environment. Yeah, you've created safe. like a... Yeah, safe. And telling them, when they ask questions, you know, why is, why is, you know, that one who looks like you, Daddy, why is he... Voldemort. <laughs> 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 Dead. So that's been cool. I can't remember where that was going. Ah, Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. So I built these this this these nights where the kids really Friday night they know it's film night and it's lovely, you know. And I'm aware that these are the moments. These are the moments. Yeah. This is what magic is. In lockdown, not in lockdown. You know, I worked this out before lockdown came. But it's like you know we live on a fucking wheel. It's a fucking mad wheel. And this whole podcast is born out of like, what is this? Are we these miracle? human beings who just do admin or or, or or should we be recognizing that you know these little people that you're kind of growing and you're you, when you become a parent i'm not going to digress too far into being a parent but what you really are is an earth guide yeah it's like you fucking teacher. yeah you're like yeah, right you oh, i'll show you around right this is <laughs> this is what to fucking stay away from and this is what to like try and dig out yeah. you know so then movie nights are great and we put Sonic on and they've, they, we had a Mega Drive, we got a Mega Drive because again, the, the oldest is at that age where it's kind of like, everybody at school's got this and got that and uh, you know, we've done a great job as you lads are, are aware of like, not doing a job, which is we haven't had an open dialogue really about, I want a phone, I don't want a phone, we're just busy, mm -hmm. we're out and about, we're in the woods, we're drawing, we're painting and all that and like, you know, it started to happen because the oldest one's in, in school. So okay, my wife and me, we're like, right, how do we fucking bridge this? Because you can't build utopia. You know what I mean? The world's you the can't fucking world. Kids no way. And you don't want to. You can't. It's just ludicrous. So what you got to try and do for us, or this is how we surmised it, was like, how do we kind of give them what it is they they're after, which is this. But tell them how it's bad for them. Yeah, but there's a difference a between giving them an well, iPhone them, and then them starting to take pictures of themselves and like whatever the crazy graphics and I've got rabbit ears and all that, right? Which mm. is fun on the surface. Or give them a retro, good old just game. Get from there to there without dying. With silly music and and it isn't trying to be real. It's this. Yeah, it's it's. So yeah. we, it was the Mega Drive with the you know you get them now the mini Mega Drive. All the all the games are built in and that and like and it's daddy come and play this one and we're playing Street Fighter Two and I'm like Sonny <laughs> beat me three times in a row on Street Fighter Two the other night. My <laughs> eldest son beat me three times in a row, yeah, and I was like whoa. But we've tried to do it in a healthy way where. 
they know that this is time out. You know, you've been good. You can have a go on that game because we've we've been the out thing for is, our when, he, war. when he goes back to school and that, and his kids are like, and he's telling his mates, oh, "I was playing Street Fighter Two," and they're like, "What Street Fighter Two? Mm. And then that conversation goes back to their parents and that, and their parents are yeah. like, oh, Street Fighter Two. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. happened when so, when yeah. the oldest had his party. We had a Beatles party. Yeah. yeah, which was partly my doing because we'd been to some partly. kids. Kids, well, it was his call, but I kind of steered him into it. But it was because we'd been to some kids' parties, and my kids were banging to the Beatles, like loving the Beatles, everything, music, songs, you know, like the, the meaning, Uncle Paul, Uncle John. And we went to a couple of kids' parties, and me and my wife were like, "The fucking music! If you stop and listen to the music, it's happening in here." Which is just people. We remember just, that beatbox. Yes, the Beatles. Yeah, Beat well, we books. got on that, that when you mentioned brilliant, that. Wasn't it? But at a party, all this, all the parents are doing in a kind of a similar. Not to bring it back to by now boring coronavirus, but that hive mindset. So they just put on like the latest, just put the fucking radio music on, which is like bump and grind and Rolexes and Audi TTs and you can't have this, bitch. you know. Which is <laughs> yeah, but you're not playing a six-year-old's birthday party because that subliminal message is not the greatest thing to just. Sub- you know, yeah, but, but we don't easy, stop and think about it. I like about this that. one though. I like this one. His Beatles party was born out of that. But coming back to what you said about pe- other parents, it was like I, when we put the invites out, we got these things back going, oh, his dad's over the moon, he's coming. The dad he's never comes <laughs> to the parties, but he's coming. <laughs> and everyone came and we had a you know an old school party to the Beatles. So that, that whole kind of notion there is like. That was good and all. The kids yeah, dressed yeah, we were all dressed up, weren't we? We all had our gear on and that. It was great. It was different and it was kind of where I'm bringing this to which is it was in some kind of contact with something a bit more meaningful or trying to be than just everything now do you know what I mean the latest this the latest that the upgrade of that the upgrade of this you know they've got one we need one like just well that's coming into slow it now, down it? a bit Everybody's like essentials essentials you know all that glamour meaningless mm. isn't it mm. what's can't even get your hair cut I know yeah I'm, I've just thought oh, fuck it I'm growing it I'm going to grow it. Go for it. I don't have that problem. I thought about shaving mine, personally. I thought about it, but I'm just going to grow it, and then when it's, when it's, when the old barbers are open, I'm going to go in there and say, it might, this might be the start of, this might be the start of Harry Exotic. (laughs) You might end up with a little, (laughs) I thought about doing a mullet. A little flapper at the back. Just a little shoulder blade. It'd look great under the helmet, (laughs) wouldn't it? (laughs) 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 Why don't you try it out in this lockdown? You can use the time to just, yeah, I can't look, because it gets really itchy, man. Oh, you have to That's get through that, though. You've got to get through that. Grey as fuck. Grey, yeah. Is that not <laughs> annoying? different colours. Does it not annoy you when, when the hairs are in you? You can move your, move your mouth that. around, though, and it's they're all in your mouth. And That's when you start getting wisdom. It, you know, when, 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 when that bit yeah. curls under there, that, you start that. getting old man wisdom. You don't even know it. You the just start coming dropping knowledge. Yeah, start dropping old man knowledge when the moustache is touching the front teeth. No, no, there's something about that. I can't do it. I find it really irritating. I used to uh, work in a bar, and this old boy, God bless him, he passed on actually. He used to come in and he used to wear what are the uh, the Jack Nicholson glasses? Oh God, yeah. The um... he used to wear them with a little trilby. Are they Wayfarers? Is that, is that yes, what Wayfarers. Yeah, the classic. Yeah, cl- yeah. Classic Ray-Ban, So yeah. he'd wear the Wayfarers with a little trilby, and he'd come and sit at the stall. And he was an antique dealer, and he always had a story. Not to tell. CIA. <laughs> he might. He looked. He, he used to wear that sort of beige trench coat and that. He did look Flip like flops a, and that and a notepad. Yeah, it was almost like you know those glasses that he bought with the little nose and the moustache. Yeah. yeah, he had that. And whenever he talked to you, it was, he was like one of those. Uh, he was like a ventriloquist. Yeah, you couldn't see his. Yeah, it's just it all happening. He's always undercover. That's yeah. why. Isn't it? Ah, oh, he was a cool dude. Though. That's where I was. Sonic. <laughs> Fucking Sonic the Hedgehog. 
We watched Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> right. How did the fuck did we get onto that? How did we get back to it? I don't know. <laughs> just, I just come back there when you were saying that. Wisdom, knowledge, the old man who, without talking, puppets, fuck knows. Blue Edge. Jim Carrey. Fucking Doctor Robotic. We'll put it on right, and, and you asked me, which way we're getting back to, what was it like? It was proper, it was, it was, it was proper, like, you would expect it. You weren't trying to do anything fancy, it was kind of B-movie, do you know what I mean? Like, egg what and milk. The, what did Sonic look like, though? Could you, or did he look obvious CGI? Sonic, brilliant, looked really good, it's really clever how they did it. It was good. clever, it looked I good. I saw a video of somebody carving a, carving him, Sonic. What, out, out of the wood? Movie. No, out of, oh, what was it? I don't know, I'm carving it out of something. What, or for the graphics? might have even been making it out of plasticine. Well, I think there was... They might have been I making it out of plasticine. They do that, that thing where close-ups, they got the actual... There's a physical version of him, yeah. you know, in a close-up shot, and then he's motion-placed into, obviously green-screened into real stuff. But they've done it really well. They give you a little intro, so when you break in there, it starts and he's in the he's in the action, and it's like, fucking, he's getting shot at by Mr. Robotnik and all that. Doctor. And he sort of pauses... <laughs> And then he, he says, you know, and it's a proper, he's kind of like the typical Bart Simpson kind of a, you know, cool well, kid so with a bit of cheek. As and, he's running away, it freezes and it's yeah. like, let me tell you how yeah. it happens. Yes. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. They haven't, they haven't tried to make it clever. They've just done it belt and braces like, you know, and it takes you to where he lives, which is Green Hill. So in his world, he's in Green Hill. And he's, it is that first level, you know, with the, the grass, with the, yeah, the patchwork kind of... Palm, palm trees as well. That's that? it, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the rings, and that's how he transports. The rings are like black holes. He throws a ring and it... And you go through yeah. like a portal. I watch. I want to watch this. Today. Yeah, it's clever, and 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 he and it's, it gives you a little introduction. And he's get, he's like I think he's kind of an orphan. He's being brought up by like this majestic, powerful owl woman thing. <laughs> Anyway, and something goes wrong, and he's got to get out of town. And she's like, "Look, gives him. Got to get out of town." She gives him a little bag. Gives him a little brown bag. Did it have mushrooms in it? And she said, uh, "Well, if you, you know, if you'd, if you'd have had mushrooms and this was happening, you'd have been like, yeah, this sounds is like happening. somebody already had them." He's, uh, she, but he has to throw a ring, and she basically says, "Look, you only use the rings when you have to have to move on. Life's going to be changing for you." And he and he he throws it, and he's in Earth, and blah blah blah. But he's it's that kind of you seen Ted. Yeah. No. Yeah. Is it Ted? Yeah, Mark Yeah, but who's the dude who does his the voice, the Family Guy? Oh, Seth. Oh, Seth Rogen. Yeah, that voice that he does for Ted just sounds like so many other characters. Well, in that that, set, that relationship like, is what I'm mean. talking about. That dynamic between him kind of being like, "What the fuck," you know, yeah, like, yeah. and then like kind of going, "Oh, we're, we're pretty cool." And there's some <laughs> what the, as a filmmaker or from that side of things, there's some really cool kind of set pieces, you know, where they're using slow motion and freeze screen. And like motion within free screen, so there's like there's like a yeah, spinning round. Yeah, there's a fa- big there. classic motorbiker fight scene in it, and it kind of freezes, and because it's what well, it's emulating or that it's trying to sort of magnify his sonic speed, isn't it? So it's showing everything, and then how fast Sonic is and what he does in the. Now, by the time, like on Fast and Furious, when they do the nose and that, and all the fucking background goes all blue. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> like, you, like you're about to bolt into DMT, fucking. Like when I fell off that. Level well, two. Jumped off that fucking job. Yeah. <laughs> I'll ask podcast number eight, I think. Yeah. Um, but no, they've done it really, really well. Jim Carrey's obviously brilliant. You know, he just yeah. nails it on. Interesting guy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Guy. He's nailed it on and I really enjoyed watching it. Kids loved it and they watched it again. But the whole proper point I'm trying to make here is that we put that on for film night for 30, it came up it was available we had it on the watch list when's it going to be available on prime and it was available it's like it's 13.99 and my my wife was like wow 39 i said look i said if 
we had just got in the car, yeah, and drove down and paid six quid to park. Yeah, yeah, and, and then thirty-eight quid, quid for the tickets. Yeah. yeah, for all five of us, and then fucking another thirty-eight quid on nothing from the shop. You know, because you well, got you to get your, your own, you can take your own stuff in, can't you? I don't know, but anyway, we didn't do that. And actually, that thirteen pounds to watch it on your big tally with your surround anyway. sound bar and all that with the lights off. All of a sudden, getting back to the point before that was Are we like, on about Sonic still. Yes, okay. after this, <laughs> after this thing, a cinema. When people are so used to just, yeah, I'll just spend the 12 quid on the film, own the film, we'll watch it, because that's what we've got to do. Then all of a sudden, going back to a cinema after six months and going, right, oh, it's £39 to watch this film, and the fucking bout of parking and getting in there and touching people and who sat next to me, and, you know, <laughs> uh, that's the last point. time these seats were cleaned. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. is what I mean. There's so many fucking holes in this. But ironically, the fact that we've sterilised everything to death in the West, you know, in, in terms of a general every day-to-day thing, you know, obviously we've we've come through historically through plagues and through viruses and the elevation of science and vaccines and our... Um, Immune systems. Yeah, but well, on a day-to-day thing, things coming back to, you know, selling things, you know basic fucking economics the latest bleach that kills more bacteria than the last one did last week and all that stuff and we're bleaching and we're se- everything's kind of cleaned and bleached and that's that's a difficult thing for us we're changing our ecology yeah right? we're, 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 we're killing we're trying our to, own we're trying to sterile, yeah exactly. day to day yeah. do you know what yeah. I mean? i'm not knocking vaccines or medicines or that kind of thing but like our deck because we want to sell the product yeah. You know, Dettol and bleaching fuck out of everything. Not only are we getting rid of natural like bacteria and microbiome, that's we're, we're making ourselves critical. more vulnerable. We're making ourselves more vulnerable, and we're inviting in all of these toxins, these foreign chemicals, all of this fucking God knows what it is. You know, yeah. you've already sprayed your air freshener, you plugged your air freshener in, then you bleached all that. You know, then you pledged all. You know, all these different. You put all this under your arm, then you put that on your neck, then you put this in your mouth. You know, like if you stop and analyze that stuff, there's a hell of a lot of things going into your body that. If you do stop and look at it, you probably could cut some of that out, you know. But it's and easy things though, are isn't different. It? It's easy. Life's easy, isn't it? Well, it was before this happened. So well, this, we'll see. Maybe, this, maybe some people will think, actually, thinking. I don't need to fucking spend 90 quid on a bottle of aftershave. Or maybe they will go and out and spend fucking 300 because they want to. Mm. Yeah. Been at home, you know, mm. Who knows what's going to happen? But I think there'll be an exaggeration on wanting to do things. Yeah, but where's once. the money going to come from, mate? Because people seem to think that. All this, all these loans that are going to keep these businesses going. This isn't just like the financial crisis where we had to bail the banks out. And this just is get everybody, everybody. All these people on furlough, eighty percent thingy. These these companies, they're all claiming that off the government. The government don't have any money. That's all going to be tax. It's all going to be tax. So it's all going to be paid back incrementally you know I mean? by us, by by the population. Yeah. So why aren't the banks making it back? Even from how about a market how employee from the banks? Right, the banks, as a market employee, selfishly for them, just stepped in and said, "We are going to donate back to the people." Whatever pittance to them, you know, fucking two billion pounds to the economy. Even just as a PR exercise, because it's widely understood and known. (laughs) But they aren't even asked about doing that. It's mental. You don't even need to go into the money side of things. Jesus. As soon as you go down that road, it just becomes, I mean, it just becomes mental. Well, listen, let's let's fucking wrap it because, you know, we've we've started getting into the beer and and the the smoky and we've got, we've got a... 
some fun to have before we all go back home to our isolation and, you know, follow the orders and do what we do. So I've enjoyed it. We've all Cheers. got to keep on keeping on. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. Stay watch safe, everybody. Until next time. Yeah, and watch the pharmacist. And what was that other one called? I'm going to check that one out. How to fix a drug scandal. How to fix a drug scandal. Both Netflix, aren't they? Both Netflix. I'm yeah. going to check that one out. I'll check that out tonight. Right. Brilliant. Stay safe. Stay Been safe. nice. Peace. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Chew the Chat podcast. Thank you for listening. For Chew the Cat Podcast. Chew the Cat. I want to do my own work. Go on then. Very angry. Well, again, four brothers. We've nipped it up. We're trying to keep it shorter. We're trying to we're trying to not just bang on about Corona and COVID-19 and all the rest of it. And we're also trying to learn how to do this and mic distance and chatting over each other, but little by little, but much fun, most importantly, getting together, um, seeing one another, releasing some stress and some tension and uh, having a good old laugh. So wonderful. Thank you, everybody. Um, the track, I'm not going to link it in because I don't even know. I might get a bollocking from my brother and he's a lump as well. So I need to be careful. Um, but we will continue to play music. So do send stuff in. If, you, if you're if you a listener and you've got stuff and, you know, it's demos or whatever. If you care about it and you love it and you'd like it to be heard, send it to us. You can reach us at Chew the Chat Podcast at gmail.com. Um, thanks to the sponsors. Go Deep Flotation. LincolnCryotherapy.co.uk. Um, thank you to everybody listening. Thank you to everybody who continues to support. Thanks to all the new listeners and people spreading the word and sharing this and joining this gang and you know all taking something from these little stories. It means the world to us. Obviously, thank you to my brothers, and we will continue to crack on. You can get the video version of that podcast. You just hop over to YouTube, just type in "Chew the Chat for Brothers." You'll find it. Subscribe to the channel. There's loads of bits and bobs jumping up there. If anybody's got any suggestions for me to do any uh, YouTube videos, I just did a video. Um, it was called "My Favorite Podcasts." My Google research and my YouTube research tells me you've got to do some videos and get your channel moving. So I tried to do a video that was kind of one of those videos that helps people. So, you know, my favorite podcast 2020. So um, if you want to find out what podcast I'm listening to or you want any new podcasts along with Pod Bible, check that out and my video on there. And if you've got any ideas for videos you'd like us to do, let us know. Again, hit us in the socials, in the comments or DMs or at that email address, podcast at gmail.com. I'm running out of breath. It's not a good sign at this time, is it? Right, brothers and sisters, take care of yourselves. Love one another. Try and use your instincts. I know the television and the people and, you know, we're all kind of freezing in the tracks of stay home and keep distance and, and, you know, and everybody was starting to look at everybody else like, you know, they've got zombies. It's crazy, man. We've got to be, be aware be mindful, be truthful, um, and let's work through this. And hopefully, we get we get a bit closer to a better version of our worlds uh, sometime soon. Uh, that's it from me. Take care. We'll see you again with the next episode. It's going to be a lovely lady, Annie Rattigan, the the wonderful wife of Kieran Rattigan. Go deep sponsors. So um, and those guys did music together. Some wicked music coming there. So stick with us, um, and we will see you again soon.
Take care. Peace.